Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, we're going to talk about the neuroscience of suicidal behavior and thoughts by Chad Luke. Uh, If you've been following these last few episodes, I have been sharing the notes that I took when I took a suicide prevention uh, webinar over the over the past weekend through the Mental Health Academy. And what's great is when you watch these webinars, they count for uh, uh, educational credits for mental health professionals. I will link to the suicide prevention webinar in the link so that if you want to watch any of the videos from that suicide prevention webinar, you can. And the one that we're doing today, as I mentioned, is the Neuroscience of Suicidal Behaviors and Thoughts. And this is by Chad Luke. I think there are eight in the portal, eight or nine, and they're all about an hour each. Um, And what's cool is you can watch it at, I think 1.5 is the highest speed it goes to. So if you're short on time, you can uh, speed them up. And they're all not a full hour. You know, some of the webinars ended at, 30 minutes and then left room for Q and a, but I I found them um, all to be very informative. So I'll be sharing my notes with you in these next few episodes. Uh, So Chad Luke started off the webinar with a quote that says, I suffered a lot of things and most of them didn't happen. And that was a quote from Mark Twain. And I just thought it was a funny way to start the, webinar because it's so true. I think a lot of us, uh, we worry about if we really listed out all the things that worry us and have worried us and we're concerned about and on the lookout for and, and then checked off how many of those things came true, I bet you our batting average would be extremely low. Extremely low. Like I go for a walk and I'm like, oh, the dog's going to jump the fence. Or who is that driving by? Or, you know, a, a financial fear. or I mean, and some of the things come true, for sure. Uh, but they rarely, even when they come true, they never come true when I think they're going to come true. They never happen at the moment I think it's going to happen. It happens maybe 10 years down the road. And then I go, see, I was right. I told you it was going to happen. It's almost like saying, I'm telling you, man, the sun's going to go out. Yeah, millions of years from now, right? We won't be around for it. So uh, this this quote, it really just made me laugh because it, it, it made me look at myself and how many times I've worried about something. You know, you lock the door. Did I lock it? Is the stove on? And then you go back and, and the stove is off. It's fine. The door is locked. Everything's fine. Um, but then those few moments, you just you just remember. We remember the moments where things didn't go right, and so now we're just constantly on the lookout for that. Um, the other thing that he brought up was ideations and attempts are distinct. Only seven percent of ideators attempt. So once again, for those of you who have suicidal ideations, it is it doesn't mean that you're going to attempt. But it also doesn't mean that you can just ignore it or let it go 
or try to avoid it or suppress it, right? Um, it means that maybe we should look at it and 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 talk to it and ask it, what are these ideas telling us? You know, do, are we saying we want to end our life because we're tired, we're in pain, it, the, the problems feel unsolvable, we feel like there's a threat when really it's just something that's scary or alarming? Um, to, to really understand the source of it. You know, maybe it, it might be chemical. There might be, you know, some physiological, some biopsychosocial, but it, to but to ignore it, suppress it, and hope that it'll go away. Um, that that really is the the antidote for it. So, but just to make you aware, uh, and so it it doesn't feel so scary and so overwhelming um, that. And also it's a reminder, it's also a reminder that we are not our thoughts. Just because we think it doesn't mean we're going to do it. It doesn't mean it's who we are, right? It's just a cloud in the sky going in one ear and out the other, which is, you know, what meditation teaches us. The other thing that Chad brought up, Chad, <laughs> Chad doesn't sound like a professional, right? Like I've never... <laughs> <laughs> like when I think of a Chad, it, it just sounds like a Brad or, uh, you know, uh, a Tom, you know, just like a cool guy. Like he has a job. It sounds like a regular guy. But, uh, but the other thing that Chad brought up was it's not enough for us to focus on our brain. We really have to look at our system. You know, when we think about mental health, we call it mental health right? Like it's in the mind when really it's a system health issue. We, we need to check the system when, if you have those like string of light bulbs and one of the light bulbs go out, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with the light bulb. It could be something in the system. Maybe it's not plugged into the right thing. There's not enough juice to light all the, the bulbs. Um, but we have to look at our central nervous system, our our digestive system, our our autonomic nervous system. Like we have like four systems that our respiratory system that run through our body. You know, it's it's so interesting. If you look at how many systems the body has, some people will say four, some will say seven. It just depends on how nitpicky they want to be. But the point is we have numerous systems throughout our body, and so to say that there's, we need to just look at the brain or we just need to look at the amygdala or, you know, look at your A1C or your, you know, your uh, GL, GBH, or just whatever acronym, right? We just throw some stuff out there and say, we just, well, if we notice that if you're just missing this thing, if we just look at your serotonin, it's like, come on, it's, our bodies, our mind, our emotions, our, our behaviors, way more complex than whittling it down or reducing it down to a thing, right? So he said, we got to look at the network. It's, it's almost like if there's a traffic jam, it's the, 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 the jam didn't happen at the, at the sort where you see the jam. The jam happened because of something that is taking place, you know, blocks away 
that maybe there's always a traffic jam because there's not enough. Uh, the, the the highways aren't aren't wide enough, or a concert just let out, so now we have a, a traffic jam. There was an accident. Like there's so many different reasons. Uh, if we look at the system of why there is a traffic jam, maybe there's a road that was shut down somewhere else, and then traffic had to be redirected, and now we have. Um, what do they call that? Uh, a block? I forget what they call that. I, I, ba- traffic jam, yeah, but I forget what they, what they call that. But anyway, so we have to look at the entire system and not just our internal system. You know, looking at the external systems of, of our life, you know, how much of our life is our experiences, our, our work, um, our family dynamics. Like, you know, there, there's therapy that look at the family system. The family itself is a is a system. It's this living, breathing thing. So to look at all these different systems, we're not not just the brain. It's not just about you. It's not just about mental health. It's about system health. How is the system as a whole functioning, right? Um, and one of the things that when we talk about you know, working with someone who has acute suicidal ideations. The research shows that we want to address the the pain, the pressure, and also the perspective. Uh, Because, uh, you know, when we're in that acute situation, we view our situation as all or nothing, black and white, and suicide seems like the only way out. It seems, from our perspective, it's the only solution, right? And so we want to show that there are a number of ways for us to cope with this problem that feels so unsolvable. And one of the things that Chad, I just, I like this name, Chad. I'm going to keep saying it. (laughs) One of the things that Chad brought up was to show people a maze. And you're looking at this maze. And, and what was interesting is when we when he shows you the maze, you realize there's uh, no way in and no way out, right? Or there's no way out. I think that's what it was. It was like no way out. At no matter what path he took, there was no way out. And then he said, okay, now that you see that there's no way out of the maze, um, it's true. There's no way out if you follow the white spaces. He says, but if you follow the black spaces, i.e., you know, what the walls of the maze would be, then there's a million ways out. And he was like, that's the work that we want to do. Is it's not a, it's about showing them what's in front of them from a different perspective. Showing them that there are other ways out if we look at the problem differently from a different angle take a different approach ask different people bring in other people who can see some of the ins and outs see how we can navigate what seems like an unsolvable problem and I thought that was beautiful like I'll never get that picture of the maze out of my mind Um, so really when we take the time to expand our options and sometimes it's hard for us to do that that's why we bring in a counselor or a coach or ask our friends or bring in a third party or even, you know, post on Facebook. I mean, that's a great thing for social media is that you can reach out to people and say, hey, here's 
my problem, my challenge. How do you guys solve this? There's Facebook groups that I see people using. You know, um, when I was working at Equinox, there were Facebook groups for personal trainers. And it's like, hey, you know, if you have a, a client whose right foot turns in and the left foot turns out, you know, what corrective exercises do you have? So, you know, we're using this for physical health. We're using it for financial health, right? It's like, hey, you know, I'm trying to buy a house. They want 3% down, but there's a 18% AP, like whatever it is, we're reaching out for help to, to other people to solve our problems. And this should be no different, right? It, it, but obviously the key is making sure we're asking the right people, people who, um, you know, have our best intentions in mind and are also capable of guiding us through. And then the other thing that Chad brought up uh, that I enjoyed was he said, when we're looking at alternatives or expanding our perspectives, um, looking at the different options that are before us to cope with this, what feels like an unsolvable problem or threat or uh, this need to belong or feeling like a burden, right? That despair, whatever it is, he said, you don't have to like the options. I, I, I had to, I, every day, I, this rings in my ears, that I don't have to like the options. All I have to do is be aware that there are options. That in itself helps to dissipate the pain, the pressure, the overwhelm, the feeling like this is my only way out. Is like, hold on. There are other options. Can we just start there versus this is the only way to cope with it, right? And, and, and like I said, I understand. We, most of life is, has been thrown at us in this very black and white picture. It's all or nothing, up or down, left or right, angel on one side, devil on the other. And, and I, I came to this realization the other day. And tell me what you think. I'd really love to know what you think as the listeners. You can email me at leoflowers2000 at gmail. But I, you know, I went to a Catholic church, and I grew up with this idea that um, you know, there's a devil on one side, there's an angel on the other. And the angel is good, and the devil is bad. And as I'm getting older, and I'm, and I'm you know, reading about this idea that there are more than one options. There's typically more than two options, right? There's a, just a number of options. It's, we're not so much about angel, devil, black, white, good or bad, saint, sinner. We're more like the country. We're more like the United States. And I'm here in America, so I'm using the United States as a reference meaning that there are 50 states in America. States, right? There's Now, that word state, right? Altered state. Um, the state, our state of being, right? There's so many ways that you can use that word state. There are 50 different states. And, I, and I'd like to think that instead of being a person who is one or the other, angel or devil. Like I only have two options. Like I'm more like the United States where 
I really have 50 options at any given time. And, and I might not like all 50 options. Like, I don't really like all 50 states. There's some states that I'm good if I don't visit, right? Or I'm good to visit but not stay or live. But just the awareness that there are, if you don't like the state that you're in, if you don't like, you know, being in Illinois, you can go to Indiana. If you don't like Indiana, you can go down to Texas. If you don't like Texas, go on up to Oregon or Wyoming or New Hampshire or Connecticut. There are a number of options. What about South Dakota? It's 50 different states. And then if you think about how many countries there are in the world, if you, if you go, okay, let, let's, let's, let's expand it out and say we're, we're not so much black and white, good or bad, angel, demon. We're more like the world where, what are they like, uh, 136 countries? I don't know how many countries there are. Do not quote me on this. How many countries are there? Now I got to Google this. <laughs> how many countries in the world and there are 193 countries right so if you don't like one country right you can we can go to another country same thing with you know our possibilities and not that we always have 193 possibilities at any given time but the idea here is that um, there's typically more than two possibilities Typically. So I, I want you to think about that. I want you to carry that with you. To, to Whatever you're going through, I don't know what it is. And I know that some options have been laid out before you. But, you know, it's like going shopping. Think about that, right? You go shopping. There's a number of options. That's why we enjoy shopping. So shop. Take this time to shop for alternative solutions to whatever you're going through. And like I said, you don't have to like it. We don't have to like it. We just, but it is nice to be aware of what the options are because there may come a time in the future where we do like one of the options. One of the options that is presented to us now might not look very attractive or appealing or seductive, any of that. A year from now, five years from now, we go, you know what? That's starting to look good right now, right? It's like I woke up this morning. One of my options was to, you know, crank out 20 push-ups immediately. Uh, that wasn't very attractive as soon as I woke up. I needed to get up, move around, get outside the house, you know, tend to the house a little bit, the lawn, the trees, the leaves, get some air. You know, walk outside, wave at a few neighbors, you know, kiss the girlfriend, play with the dog, and then I was ready to do my workout. Not now, now it's appealing, but I, but I, I was like, let me explore these other options. So you know, explore your options, and and if it's challenging for you to do that, find somebody to explore it with. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one -on -one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. And do me a quick seven-second seven favor, please, 
and share this episode with one other person that you think would find value in this so that you two can have a conversation about what your options are, what your challenges are, what you, what are those, what's that area that you feel like is an unsolvable problem. Um, And remember that image of the maze, right? Where maybe there's a way out if we approach it and look at it differently. Thank you for tuning in. Remember this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other 800 numbers listed in the show notes. You can chat, talk, text. Uh, And once again, you can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.